Ayo, welcome into the CHGO White Sox podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top rated sportsbook. Download the app today and use code CHGO when you sign up. Welcome into a remote version here on Black Friday of the CHGO White Sox podcast. I'm the host, Sean Anderson. You can follow me on Twitter at Sean underscore W underscore Anderson. And alongside me, we have Herb Lawrence. Hello. You can follow him on Twitter at Eckernwall23. He's our CHGO White Sox community leader and our CHGO White Sox all-star. She does White Sox coverage for us, and she does Sky coverage as well. It's Jana Scurio. You can follow her at Scuriosa, and it's two eyes uh, in there. Correct, Amundo. Thanks up? for coming on. It's been a while. Of course. Yeah, love hanging with you guys uh, on this lovely Black Friday. Or No, no promo code needed. Um, I'm really looking forward to discussing some deals with y'all. Yes, we got deals for the White Sox and we got deals for the viewers as well. Uh, no code needed for the website, all uh, chgolocker.com, uh, 50% off the locker room right now. And if you are a diehard member, you get 20% off on top of that as well. And if you spend, I want to make sure it's $75. If you spend $75, you also get a $15 gift card. So uh, deals on deals on deals on deals on deals. We got hoodies for sale, shirts on sale. Uh, when size cease happens next year, you're going to be ahead of it and you got a deal on it. So uh, check the CHGO locker out now. And uh, if you want to become a diehard member and get that extra 20% off, check out all CHGO.com. How was the holiday, Herb? How's the burbs? Looks like you're still up there with your setup. Yeah, um, holiday's good. Uh, the burbs are good. I had multiple Thanksgivings. To Wednesday night, we had one here in St. Charles for Courtney's family. And then Thursday afternoon, we went over to my family's house over there in Bloomingdale. Both good. A lot of eating. Delicious. Janice? Just had one Thanksgiving. Uh, just drove out to the Burbs, came back the same night. Uh, just decided to relax for the rest of the evening. Uh, and then also just uh, ponder over the uh, over today's topic. So other than that, yeah, it's been really, really restful. Um, actually, today I just walked over to the Sports Depot to check out the, the sale that's going on there. Uh, and I think the uh, the clearance sale up on the second floor uh, is, is absolutely just like you can't beat it. Um, so if you're ever, if you're looking for a discounted Jeff, uh, Samarja jersey, definitely <laughs> Jeff, uh, Depot today. Uh, so so yeah, plenty of great deals going on over there. The, the Chicago Sports Depot, where you can still find MLB Majestic licensed <laughs> yeah. Uh, gear. Um, yeah, I, I saw a deal too, a, a huge Black Friday deal from MLBStore.com. You got five percent off a authentic Dallas. Keuchel jersey so instead of paying 105 you're paying 94 dollars. that's a deal mm. oh my who God. doesn't want one of dallas keichel's jerseys except for <laughs> everybody keichel. except for his family family I, yeah I, actually, I, I have a slight confession to make i actually do own a dallas mm. keichel jersey but i got it off dh gate it cost me a whole 20 dollars <laughs> uh so you Was got it, it in- like seven months yet later but it, it's still worth it <laughs> I now I, I now use it as a towel when I'm at the gym. So honestly, yeah, a, a, a very expensive towel, but it works nonetheless. Works either way. So that uh, towel doesn't get up all the moisture. It doesn't work. That's just like Dallas Keuchel. <laughs> blames its teammates. Blames blames all the other fabrics. Not the uh, not the number. Not the name on the back. Uh, um, sinker doesn't find the zone anymore. So yeah, same. <laughs> Um, yeah, so uh, Black Friday deals, make sure you check them out at allchgo.com. But we got deals for the White Sox today. Uh, 15 free agents. We all picked five each. Um, and we're going to either buy or sell them for the White Sox. Uh, I'm not sure if you guys went through the 
idea of picking players that you would buy or you just pick players that you thought would be interesting for conversation? Uh, do you want to play your hand now or you just want to start getting into free agents? I or, pick players mostly for the White Sox to actually buy. So, yes, I'll show you my hand early on my uh, picks if you want. Uh, definitely. Uh, my whole thinking was just players to buy uh, if, if they really have to. This is definitely a uh, it's an hour before Thanksgiving dinner and we're, we're, we're missing something. And we, we, we got to buy something. We got to buy something to uh, to please the crowd. Uh, so that that was my my line of thinking. All right. Well, let's get some cloud crowd pleasers in. Uh, Sarah is producing us today. Uh, so, Sarah, if you just want to do luck of the draw and pull up the first person uh, we'll get into it first deal for the white Sox because we're not going to be going into the big uh that's alex bregman that's fine <laughs> that's okay um adam frazier also looking like alex bregman um he's gonna make 10 million dollars uh, a budget for for alex bregman to make 10 million dollars <laughs> Oh yeah, uh, yeah. He he's had some work done. He now looks like uh, Alex Bregman. So all, all good there. Uh, so I hate him all instantly. All right. Yeah. So 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 this one was mine. Uh, so uh, I, I was one of the few people that was on the let's trade for Adam Frazier train uh, last year. Mm -hmm. A really fantastic start of the season, uh, and then I acknowledge he did not have a great finish to 2022. Uh, but essentially, my line of thinking was the buy low value is definitely still there. So uh, I think his big upside is defense for sure. Uh, defensive stats are definitely not my fave. Uh, he posted a positive six uh, outs above average at second base in 2022, which I think is a, a great thing. Mm -hmm. But however, one may argue that we have Adam Frazier at home in the form of Leary Garcia. So I think the upside mm -hmm. here is it's a lefty bat. And I think that's going to be a recurring theme today. Uh, and we're always looking for lefty bats. So that's the upside right there. I think and I was right. Oh yeah, I was right there with you, Janice. Uh, wanting to maybe think about trading Andrew Vaughn for Andrew for uh, Adam Frazier at the time, and I've mm. since proven and said that I was sorry for that, and I was wrong. Adam Frazier has fallen off the table since that happened. He had a good start to his 2021, where he was an All Star for the Pittsburgh Pirates, and I was like, this is a piece that would solidify the White Sox at the time he was hitting. Very well, I think way over 300, getting on base at a 37% clip. And then he went to San Diego and fell off the table, signed a one-year deal with Seattle, and had pretty much a below-average Adam Frazier year. One of the worst years you can have if you're going to be um, on the free agent market, you know, for a walk year. So I, if if the Pittsburgh Adam Frazier shows up, I'm in. But yes. I'm too scared that the half a season in San Diego and the full season in Seattle, which I've said with Jesse Winker, where I'm trying to acquire him, his only bad year was in Seattle. And maybe Seattle and T-Mobile Park is doing something to these people who are used to Central Parks. Both uh, Adam Frazier and uh, Jesse uh, Winker are both from the NL Central initially. Maybe getting out of that cavernous ballpark would be good for their health, good for their career. So if he is the Pittsburgh guy, I'm all in for $10 million easily. I don't even know if I would buy the Pittsburgh guy uh, and even giving up Andrew Vaughn and those talks were giving me a heart attack when that was happening. And I'm with rusted and uh, eel erg FBI. Uh, I know the, isn't it Burt Macklin? So what's eel Rurg? It's probably just something backwards. Like my name, Lee uh, oh. Greer. 
I think Ooh, it's okay. Lee Greer. Lee Greer, FBI. Look at you. Yeah. You should be in the FBI solving yeah. these crimes. My crimes. name is um, Rusted says White Sox move Adam Frazier two years after the White Sox need him. <laughs> Love it. Uh, and our guy, uh, what is it now? Uh, now I'm Lee, blanking at it. Lee Greer. Lee Greer. I see. I'm, I would not be suited or, for the FBI. Uh, Sox will sign Adam Frazier two years, 12 million. He'll bat 223 and the Sox will DAF him. DAF him in, in June. Uh, but I really wasn't buying in Pirates Adam Frazier too because when people wanted to buy in in 2021, uh, his ground ball BABIP was 304. The league BABIP was 231. Uh, his BABIP on line drives was six, 637. Uh, the league BABIP was 678, so below league average. And then on fly balls, um, it was 173 uh, compared to the league, which it was 113. So I just don't think he's that strong of a hitter. I don't think that his line drives will be powerful enough to get down. Um, I think he was having some real great luck, um, and that produced some great uh, great seasons for him uh, in Pittsburgh. Uh, but it really wasn't even replicable, replicable in Pittsburgh, uh, having a 126 in those first 98 games in Pittsburgh. Uh, but everything else was you know, a 118 season in 2018, and then in 66 games in 2016, it was a 105, but everything else was below average so you're a no on him i'm a sell yeah no. I, I wouldn't buy him but i do think that the chat's right that it's total white socks that's so white oh, socks to it is get white socks after they needed them it's perfect white socks one quick thing that i do want to discuss here is while i was thinking of these players uh i wasn't really sure what bargain bin meant uh, mm -hmm. so i just made something up uh an average annual value of 10 million or less was essentially my my thinking there so uh, cheap was essentially what what my mode of thinking was here. Um, I went star, not not stars and guys with like baggage. Like if if they could be great, like you'd have to take on some baggage. Um, so let's go to the next guy. Um, Sarah, feel free to play roulette. Hey, Andrew Heaney's got some baggage. Um, had a great year in LA. Seemed like the Dodgers fixed him. Seemed like the Dodgers fixed some pitches as well, uh, the way that the pitches were profiling. But he's got a ton of injury baggage. So are you guys going to be buying or selling the lefty that would look great in the White Sox fourth or fifth starter role? I'll let uh, Janice go because this is your person, right? Oh, yeah. Th th this was another one of mine. Uh, I'm just completely monop monopolizing the pod here. Uh, so uh, I, of the players that I picked, I definitely wanted to throw in a starter somewhere there. I mean, of all the spots on the White Sox right now, it seems like the starting rotation is the most locked in. But of course, too, uh, never let anyone convince you that you have too many starting pitchers. Uh, so, uh, Heaney with the Dodgers, the Dodgers absolutely know what they're doing with their pitchers. Uh, so especially now that he's primarily fastball slider, uh, he has that high strikeout upside is I think his biggest strength. Uh, so yeah, he is very Homer prone. I think that it's good to acknowledge that. Uh, but his strikeout rate is pretty fantastic though. A 35.5% uh, against a 6.1% walk rate, a 16.8% swinging strike rate. That is first among uh, MLB pitchers who tossed at least at least 70 innings this season. So uh, he's got that high upside, but of course too, there are injury concerns like you mentioned. Uh, I don't think he's really going to throw any more than 150 innings. Uh, I, I think he's very lucky if we get to that point any uh, anyway. But I feel as if we can justify that AAV uh, if he's pitching fewer innings. Uh, and I think he'd probably be a solid back-end starter or perhaps even operate in a swingman role. But anyway, what are your thoughts? I had him as one of my people, too. And I think that it would be a typical White Sox signing. Not that much of a, a salary to him. A guy that is a really 
you know, he had a good year with uh, the LA Dodgers, but as you said, injuries were his thing. He only pitched 72 innings last year, but the 100 plus strikeouts is appealing in only 72 innings. Amazing. And I think this would be the perfect cheap bargain bin lefty to break up all that right handedness in the starting lineup, uh, starting rotation. And a guy that you could say, okay, Andrew, you're going to be 32 in season next year. We're going to sign you to a two year deal with one of them being an option for us. And if you show your wares, you know, we might be signing you to an extension as we did with Lance Lynn type of thing. You can cash in on a nice year with this team, which should be ascending next year as we had a bad year in 2022. I think he'll be a nice feature, a nice uh, back end of the rotation, maybe middle of the rotation guy to break up all that right-handedness, maybe in between Lance Lynn and, say, Michael Kopech. Yeah, that's the other thing, too. Uh, there's too much right-handedness in that rotation. Got to got, got throw a southpaw in there somewhere. Could have been Carlos Chardon. You know, I don't mean to, I'm, I'm, I'm sour. Uh, you know, it, it's, nice I try, I try to be better, uh, you know, but, uh, and I, I miss Carlos Rodon and, and there's talks of the Yankees, uh, being interested in Carlos Rodon. And I just think back of when he was shoving for the White Sox against the Yankees in Yankee stadium. Uh, and you know, it would be great to have that left-hander in, in that rotation. Andrew Heaney, I think I would actually buy, um, just cause he has over 269 innings, uh, over the past three years. I think there might be some stability there over the past couple of years. And I think the changes that they've made to his sweeper, um, we've seen this become a huge pitch for the Yankees. We've seen this become a huge pitch for the Dodgers, a huge pitch for Corey Kluber and the Rays as well. Um, I would love to get some of that thinking brought into the White Sox. Um, and I think that Another thing, too, if this is a ton of arm issues, we've seen Ethan Katz really help these White Sox pitchers get more reliant on their core, their lower half, and hopefully that would help uh, Andrew Heaney uh, build up some more stamina and some injury uh, help there. Also, um, I think you might appreciate this, Janice. Uh, Sarah's going to go card catalog style. We're going to go ABC. So if it pops up uh, you know, uh, a lot like you in an order, uh, you just picked – too many people in the front of the alphabet. Uh, so it's it's nothing intentional there. Uh, Sarah, let's go to the next one here. All right, we got Brandon Jury, uh, formerly of the San Diego Padres and of the Cincinnati Reds last year. A third baseman who you'd hope could play second base. Um, whose was this? Was this Herb or was this Janice? Oh, this was me again. Okay, here we go. I'm, I'm so sorry. Oh, goodness. No, there's no reason to apologize. We invited you on to talk. <laughs> All right. All right. Uh, so uh, last year, he had a pretty, pretty decent year. Um, 123 weighted runs created plus. Uh, really fantastic. A 3F war. Um, definitely one of the better minor league deals from last offseason. Uh, so between the Reds and Padres, posted a career best uh, 263, 320, 492 slash line across 568 plate appearances. Uh, so, yeah, just your typical right handed. Uh, power bat that makes some pretty decent contact. Uh, so he doesn't really draw many walks, uh, but definitely capable of hitting for power. Uh, so essentially here, uh, utility man. So pr primarily plays uh, third, but my thinking was that like, perhaps he can just shore the line at second. Uh, but otherwise, uh, yeah, can fill in the outfield uh, corner spaces as needed. Uh, so so, yeah, uh, unfortunately, defense is probably the only thing that's kind of lacking here. But otherwise, uh, I was pretty impressed with the numbers, but that's a very surface level evaluation there. 
And so I'm going into this thinking that Brandon Drury would be asked to be the second baseman for the White Sox if we're already got uh, Vaughn at first, Yoel Moncada at third, right? Correct. Yes, that was okay. I'm going to sell on it. The only reason I'm selling on it is because his defense, I don't think, plays at second base. Um, but the numbers, as we are talked about Frazier, when he was in the AL and the NL Central, they played. I mean, this the one year in Cincinnati, he mashed. He absolutely mashed. And somebody pointed out, it's like he was going against AL, NL Central pitching. So, of course, he's going to mash. And then when he got to San Diego, just like Adam Frazier, his numbers went down. Um It'll be very hard for me to get a, another right-handed infielder that's a power bat and also a journeyman. He, like you said, the numbers are good, and he had a career high, and so maybe he's peaking. But I can't, as a White Sox fan or as a White Sox observer, know that this guy has been a journeyman most of his career, and maybe he just peaked for that year where I told you that Adam Frazier failed in his walk year, uh, Mr. Drury exceeded and uh, got his deal and will be probably getting more money than he should be getting. And then he'll be going back to the uh, journeyman status for the rest of his career. I like him. I like him a lot, but not for the White Sox. Yeah. I like him not for the White Sox as well, just because we've had so many issues at second base. And I just have a feeling if Brandon jury ends up with the White Sox, he's probably just going to be AJ Pollock where he's ending up playing left field a lot. And then <laughs> Leary Garcia is going to start 89 games. No. We don't need Leary <laughs> Garcia, you know, playing 89 games. He's really less, he's going to make less money than all of these players. We talk about Leary Garcia and he's not a budget. Like he's not a bargain bin guy. I don't know. I don't mean to trash him, but it's yeah, whenever he comes up and talk. Yeah. Whenever he comes up in the conversation, I just, it's tough to stomach Leary Garcia being on this roster. Um, but Brandon jury, if, if they needed third base, if they needed left field, if they needed even DH help, maybe, but that's Aloy Jimenez's job. That's Yohan Moncada's job. Um, I just don't think him, him being a fit for the white Sox because again, left-handed was the key for me being a right-handed bat, a strictly right-handed bat, not being able to play second base. It just seems a lot of the same here. All right, let's continue in alphabetical order here. We got Corey Kluber. Uh, I pitched Corey Kluber here uh, kind of in the same way with Andrew Heaney. Um, he has that kind of swing ability. He's not the same Corey Kluber that was winning a Cy Young uh, in Cleveland, but he's still got nasty stuff. He still has that veteran mentality uh, like Johnny Cueto does. And I do think that he's been so effective um, over the past two stops, being able to stay healthy, I guess. I, I don't know. Like it, it, a four three four ERA doesn't look good, but I, I think his stuff will always age well. Um, his velocity isn't peak Corey Kluber, but that breaking ball is still one of the best in the league. So I do trust him to go up against, uh, especially a lot of these right-handed uh, heavy AL Central lineups. So I, I like Corey Kluber. I would like the veteran leadership if they're looking for a veteran pitcher. Corey Kluber's got that written all over him with two Cy Young. So uh, I'll, I'll go Corey Kluber. I think it's a bargain to get him for under 10 million. I'm going to pass on Corey Kluber. I like that he doesn't walk anybody. It's still on that uh, lack of walks. That's good. But the thing that made Corey Kluber go was striking people out. He's a pitched 164 innings last year. He only struck out 139. That, I mean, it's, that's not, I can't play at the back end of your rotation. It's, it's, it's not, what you need. He's going to be his late thirties next year. 
uh, I know with the the number and the price is right. Four thirty four ERA is not bad, and his FIP was three five, so he is pitching well. But I can't roll dice on regenerate or rejuvenating Corey Kluber's career with the White Sox, no matter how low the price is. So I'm out on him. I think I too will also be out. Uh, so like all of you mentioned, uh, it was basically the strikeouts, uh, the, the K rate last year, uh, just in like 31%, not fantastic. Uh, the chase rate is still good though. So at least, you know, he's still uh, inducing those. Uh, but other than that, if we're going to really, uh, uh, invest in a pitcher that is over 35. And I think we, we already did that with Johnny Cueto. And I feel as if the White Sox really got lucky with Cueto. I, I think he was good and wasn't supposed to be good. So I, I really do not want to give the front office credit for signing Cueto at all. Um, <laughs> I just think he was just good uh, because he wanted to be, which I think sounds silly, but otherwise. Um, but yeah, I, I am also going to pass on, on Kluber. All right. I mean, I understand being over 35, but it worked for Johnny Cueto. Uh, I mean, is Johnny Cueto going to be that expensive too? Like if they get that interested, because he's got connections to Griffol as well. Uh, he's got connections to Ethan Katz. If he was around 10 million or around the same for Corey Kluber, would you want year two of Johnny Cueto or is the age limit or the age barrier enough? I mean, we're not allowing Jose Abreu into this club. So no, no 36 plus. Uh, he was actually on my list, uh, my extended list of bargain bin free agents. But it's, I think uh, Spotrack said that his projected value was $14 million, And I was like, what? <laughs> are, you, are you serious? <laughs> right. I mean, well, but they also have Elvis Andrews around like 4.3, I think, and Josh Harrison around 3.5. And I, I don't see a world where they're going to be around, you know, a million apart in salary. So some of them are weird. But I don't know if Johnny Quaid will be 14. What about you, Herb? I don't think it'd be that expensive, but also you're probably more than tripling his uh, salary from last year where he made like 3 million. Yeah. I'm if we're doing Kluber or Cueto, I'm taking Cueto me neither. If we're just asking me, are we going to get either of these guys? I'm like, nah, I'm good on both of them. I thought Johnny pitched way above the expectations. Yes. And you cannot go into a year saying he's going to do it again. Like, I can't feel that way. And I know Johnny Quaid was different. His profile should get him hit really damn hard, and he should be getting a higher ERA than he has. But he finds a way to get out of it. Is that a skill where you can repeat it no matter how old you are? Or is that luck that he just ran into with the Sox and, you know, his years with the Giants? I don't know if that's a solid enough reason for me to bring him back. His leadership. Awesome. Him getting Luis Robert to run stairs with him. Awesome. Same <laughs> thing with Ronaldo Lopez who didn't join him. But I think if he was to come back, he's like, Hey, now you're coming with me. We're running these stadiums. We're getting you the best athlete you can be. I don't care if you don't jump on the horse with me, but damn it, you're going to be in the best shape you can be. And that's how Johnny Cueto does his thing. That's how I stay healthy. If, if I'm Johnny Cueto, that's how I can do the little shimmy shake. That's how my mm -hmm. core is still solid, even though it looks big. It's because my conditioning is on target. 
Well, we saw that experience from Johnny Cueto really dominate the AL Central. And you talk about, you know, Brandon Jury moving from the AL Central, Jesse Winker moving from the AL Central to the West, uh, Johnny Cueto moving from the West to the Central, taking advantage of some of these younger uh, Guardian bats, some of these younger Royals bats, uh, really probably inflated that ERA. So Corey Kluber getting out of the AL East, maybe we'd see a bounce back. There is definitely baggage there, though, because barrel rates around league average, expected batting average, uh, I think uh, lower 20 percentile. Uh, there's some ugly stats there that go along with Corey Kluber. Uh, let's do one final one. Oh, oh for, uh, for Cueto, I just wanted to point it out really quick uh, that his XERA is actually way higher than his ERA. It's a, a 402 XERA, 335 ERA. So yeah, he, he definitely got lucky there. Yeah, I mean, there was a couple of games, too, that were just a little bit shaky that he definitely got out of that, uh, you know, he got one, two or three lucky uh, grounded to double plays there. Uh, next one's David Peralta, formerly of the Diamondbacks and the Rays. Uh, 8.3 million is the projected salary for David Peralta. Uh, I had this one. You said it earlier for Adam Frazier. He bats left handed. Um, wasn't great in Tampa Bay, but we can always give some of these guys excuses, especially a guy like David Peralta, who's played so long in Arizona. Uh, the excuse that maybe just going to a different league, moving to a completely different side of the country and playing with these new teammates didn't allow him to be comfortable. Um, and maybe he was such a leader in that Arizona clubhouse that it was an odd role for him to uh, be in that Rays clubhouse and get used and used to and acclimated. I think giving him a spring training with the White Sox, and especially a team that wants veteran leadership, uh, a guy who isn't 35 yet, I think, um, is still, I think, around 33. I think he's deceptively. Uh, he's 35 now. Oh, he's 35. Okay. Um, won't be 36 until August, but I do think that there is still something left in that bat. I was interested at the trade deadline, um, but this could be a Cesar Hernandez thing. He might have just fallen off the table at this point. The only reason I would, well, there's multiple reasons, but the main reason I would say no to this is because this would be a platoon. It would automatically be the platoon situation for me because of his lack of hitting. He went to Tampa Bay, and like you said, I think you know you can give everybody who trades teams. Like uh, Soto wasn't the greatest in in uh, San Diego. Anybody who goes across the country from something that they've known for their whole life and. Peralta's been with the Diamondbacks organization for a long time. So going from the Diamondbacks, the comfort of the Diamondbacks to the Tampa Bay Rays might have put a jolt in the system. He had to move family and all that good stuff over to Tampa Bay and didn't hit any home runs, didn't get on base, none of that stuff. And he's like four years past his prime. And so having that guy be a platoon guy for that price, I can't go, I can't go that far with platoon uh, with uh, David. Peralta. And I know these all these people are have baggage and have something wrong with them, but I'm trying to find ways that I can say, okay, yeah, that guy can be on the, my White Sox team. Now, the guy who showed up two years ago in 2021 for the Arizona Diamondbacks, 259, 330, 20, uh, 325, 402, I can abide by that. The OPS plus was still below 100. I would be fine with that guy but i don't know if there that guy's in there anymore right Especially i mean here in the central zero home runs in, in with tampa over 47 games just doesn't look great 11 doubles so maybe there's still something there but ops shrinking down to 92 uh mm -hmm. once heading to tampa and 
you know, I, I don't know. It's it, with guys at this age, it, it could just fall off at any point. It honestly doesn't shock me too much uh, that, oh, hey, MSS, it, it doesn't shock me too much that someone goes over to Tampa and then completely falls off the table, though. Uh, so that's not too shocking to me. Uh, I am going to gently pass on Peralta. Uh, I think he probably would, uh, again, like a lot of these guys are, uh, it would have been great on the Sox two or three years ago. Uh, so essentially, yeah, the, the, the whole, uh, concept of a bargain bin is that, yeah, there's going to be some kind of reclamation that we have to do with these guys. Uh, With Peralta, I'm not exactly sure uh, like where exactly he would fit in. Like Herb said, like a a platoon is really the only place I I really see him fitting in. And a lefty bat, and I know a lot of the other guys we're going to discuss later on in the show are also lefty bats as well. Um, After a while, you just stare at them and they all start looking the same, honestly. And it's just sort of like, all right, so so, so, so what predicted value can this person possibly bring? Uh, So looking at his defense, uh, uh, defense stats also kind of look like a mixed bag as well. I'm not really too familiar with his... Um, his, 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 his play in the outfield. Uh, but for the most part, yeah, I'm just gonna, I'm, I'm going to gently pass. Yeah. You describing the lefty hitters on the market kind of sounds like me, uh, in Vegas, all the slot machines look the same and you really just have to sit at the right one and put it in. And you just hope that you get an Elvis Andrews 43 games where he hits what 12 home runs. Like, mm-hmm. you know, that could have been Jed Lowry. That could have been Elvis Andrews. It just happened to be, you know, right place, right time. Uh, and I do think you had the right reaction to MSS. It was, oh, hey, it wasn't, he didn't get too excited. I, I, I try not to get too excited, uh, just mainly because I don't want to inflate his ego or anything, but. Right. Well, and if they had a real ego or if he had a, you know, a huge ego like the other two, they'd be using their own name account like they've used before, you know, because they have to have, I guess, but he put MSS in the comments. Anyways, uh, let's jump into. Uh, you wouldn't know it's like, hey, it's only this guy. Half the people are like, who, who's this guy with his regular name? We know his regular <laughs> name, and I'm not gonna out him on our on our platform. If he wants to out himself, go ahead. But people are like, who is this person? This regular person writing from the 8108? Ridiculous. <laughs> Uh, let's go into an ad break before we go into some of more of these uh, deals. Chicago sports fans, your home for the best Chicago sports coverage is partnering with a leader in sports merchandise and collectibles. CHGO has teamed up with FOCO to secure your access to the best collectibles and gear around, whether it's Bears, Cubs, White Sox, Blackhawks, Bulls. FOCO will have a deal for something for you, your kid, a friend, or a loved one, especially for this holiday season. Um, they have fantastic bobbleheads, sweaters, hoodies, hats, so get loaded up for some holiday action, whether it be gifts or, you know, fighting the Lake Michigan breeze uh, that is so, so cold uh, when we hit these winter uh, weather. So FOCO has you covered with the best Chicago merchandise for your favorite team. Head over to FOCO.com. That's F-O-C-O.com. Or click the link in the or click the link in the YouTube description below. And for all non-presale items, use promo code CHGO for 10% off. Again, foco.com, that's F-O-C-O.com, or click the link in the YouTube description below. And for all non-presale items, use promo code CHGO for 10% off. And our next partner is GameTime. Herbs use GameTime. I've used GameTime, whether it's shows, concerts, games. They have the biggest last-minute price drops that you will find. It is the hottest new ticketing site, and we love them because they will guarantee you the lowest price. Herb loves telling the story about how he went down to Atlanta. He Mm -hmm. found seats at game time, and then he found a better deal on a different site, went to the people at game time, and within 12 minutes, he got that credit back into his 
uh, his account and then very nicely took us to the 108 section uh, at <laughs> guaranteed rate. And we saw the White Sox lose to the, the Guardians. Because exactly. what else happened? So cool. make your dream come true and go to a White Sox game where they will trust, where, where they will crush your dreams. Do we see both of those games where they get crushed? Mm-hmm. Oh, God. I've seen way too many games where they've gotten crushed. So I, I just, they're all just a, just one giant just puddle in my brain. I remember the first time I got crushed. Uh, it was 12 to 2, and Garrett Anderson hit two home runs, and uh, the Angels put a real good whooping on the 2004 Sox. And I could have gotten better tickets. I sat in the upper deck uh, back when I was a seven-year-old. And if I used game time back then, I would have been able to sit, you know, at least in the hundreds. A fool I was back in 2004. But download the game time app. Over 15 million people have downloaded the game time app and use code CHGO. or uh, Click the link in the description. Uh, that's how you help us out. Click the link in the description. Uh, use the game time app. Download the game time app and find the biggest last-minute price drops to all of your favorite events uh let's go more bargain deals here the next one in alphabetical order is james Ta- uh, james and Tal- i was going to just call him james uh james italian uh 15 million dollars former pirate and former yankee um thoughts here who is proposing jameson i am um acquisition now i know we're talking about bargain bin and I was thinking, you know, top of the markets are going to be their DeGroms. It's going to be, um, you know, people of Max Scherzer's ilk, Carlos Rodon, which we've named earlier, uh, even Clayton Kershaw. Those are going to be in the 30s, maybe 20s. This guy, $14, 15000000 million. And you think Jameson Tyone, you know, uh, you probably haven't seen him in a couple of years. I mean, unless you're a Yankee fan, he posts every time. 32 starts this year, 29 starts the year before, and he's just league average. 100 year plus last year, 100 year plus this year. I think think he's still young enough, 31 years old, still in his prime, put those in quotes, to get the job done, and especially if you get him in the hands of Ethan Katz, who can see the talent there. He strikes out less than he pitches an innings pitch, so the strikeout-to-walk ratio is not awesome. But I think, I mean, it is awesome. It's almost like a five to one. But I think that he gets here in the central back into the rotation. He can prove his wares here. And he doesn't have to stay here. It's not a long-term deal. It's just a deal to get him by for himself and then reintroduce himself into the market next year. One-year deal, $14 million. It's not that bad. Janice, you buying or selling? You know what? I think I'm going to buy. I, 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 th- I think I'm biting on that. Uh, so, so Herb, you're basically saying that he's going to take a, a one-year uh, deal, kind of bet on himself, and then just completely make bank with someone else immediately after this season. Um, yeah, yeah, he's just I, league, he's league average. He like you don't like when he got traded to the Yankees from the Pirates. I remember I was furious because I was like, that's a perfect person for the White Sox to get and go to their lab and do some work with him. When selling off everybody, Musgrove and Tyone and Glasgow, Glasgow, now, I was like, why don't we get one of those some bitches? Yeah. And now that he's available, let's get Jameson Tyone. Why don't we get one the one of those some bitches? I, I say that all the time. It's um, eloquent. I mean, it's right to the point. The, the numbers are, are pretty average, but of course, too, this was with with the Yankees. Uh, plus fastball, um, spin looks good. Uh, the fastball generally is, is a pretty plus pitch. 
uh, it, it's definitely a why not for me. I know he's a little bit on the uh, the plus end of the bargain bin, like perhaps, you know, the Nordstrom rack, I suppose, mm-hmm. you can probably <laughs> compare that to. Uh, but I, I would say like, like, why the heck not? Uh, I, I honestly do not see any downside to Tyone at, at, at right now, at least. Uh, but Sean, I'd like to know your thoughts. Yeah, I think my biggest question is exactly what you're wondering. Like, is that 15 million actually his price? Because being 31, he's really only had one iffy year, and that was when he was 25. But other than that, he's always below league average. He's got a frame that will hold up very well. So I really don't think there's a ton of injury concerns with him. And exactly like Herb's saying, I mean, I I, I think that getting away from Boston and Tampa uh, and, 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 and Toronto will definitely help him out. Uh, I think the White Sox desperately need that fourth starting pitcher. And we hear uh, Ethan Katz recently talk about that with the question marks of Michael Kopech. And you might have to relay on Davis Martin. Jamison Tyon's a lot better, a lot safer. Um, it, it's like when they instituted the uh, the seatbelt law. Um, there, it was for a reason, you know. Like you, you got to be wearing your seatbelt, and Jamison Tyon is is a better seatbelt than uh, you know just winging it there with with with, uh, with Davis Martin. So I, I just am concerned with every White Sox person that he's probably not going to take that one year deal because Tyler Anderson can get three years, thirty nine. I think he could probably get a little bit more than that because he has that proven health. Um, And he does have that upside of, you know, you get him away from the AL East, he might bounce back because there's nothing really wrong with him. There's nothing great about him, but there's nothing really wrong with him. He's exactly a fourth or fifth starter. And especially in the AL central, he might look a little bit better like a third starter. So it could be a great value for the Sox, but you know, what other team might, who who doesn't want starting pitching? And that's, that's my worry. Like with even Sean Murphy, you know, if 10 other teams are in on Sean Murphy, the White Sox are going to be on the bottom of that rung. So I, I, I think, you know, they got to sign Jamison Tyon quick. Like, is it a Jack Peterson thing where he asked for, you know, 10 million and, and they're like, no, we're at 8.5. So we're going to go get Adam Eaton. Yeah. Baseball toss says, I say 10 million for uh, him. And if he's 10 million, I mean, jump on that tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Immediately. Yeah. I, I, I absolutely would take Jamison Tyone for 10 million. Um, so I, I don't know, maybe he just really likes uh, 35th Street Red Hots a lot. I, I have no idea like what motivation uh, w- would make him sign for 10 million. Uh, but I'll take it though. Like if, if he wants to come here for 10 million, he's more than welcome to. Let's see. I think he's from I mean, likely Texas. Florida. Yeah. yeah I mean, we went to high school in Texas. Yeah. I don't I know. I think the Woodlands, the same, um, the Woodlands High School, same place that uh, Darren Williams went to. Former White Sox, uh, White Sox, uh, Illini greats, Utah. Paul Jazz. Goldschmidt went there too, and Kyle Drabeck. Wow, mercy. Um, let's go to the next bargain bin here. Um, I, I'm not gonna buy uh, Tyon just because I don't think the White Sox can afford him. Uh, next up, Gene Segura. Um, this is Gene Segura and Sarah. We knew we made 15, so uh, it's, it's it is all right. Um, is that Framber Valdez? 50, 50 on the shoes. <laughs> I don't I think know. It's Framber Valdez. Um, but Gene Segura. Hey, let's change it. Can we get Framber Valdez? Yes. I don't want Gene yeah, Segura Framber Valdez for $4.9 million? Heck yeah. Let's do it. Yeah. Right. I want well, even Segura for $4.9. I mean, that was one that I kind of you know turned my head at because I like that's a real bargain, I think. Because mm-hmm. he he obviously turned down eight or they the Phillies turned down to pay him $18 million. Um, but I think that's probably to uh you know get a longer term, younger player. But Gene Segura. Probably around 10 million, I would think. 
Yeah, uh, this one almost makes a little too much sense uh, to the point where I almost think it might actually be a bad idea. Uh, but uh, he does turn 33 in March. Uh, he's had some pretty solid, uh, uh, he has a solid batting line over the past few seasons. Uh, so, I mean, power isn't part of his game. Uh, he did hit 10 home runs uh, in 98 games this past season. Uh, but that basically means he fits in very well with the 2022 White Sox. Uh, he does have an upside for double-digit homers. Uh, he also has speed on the base paths as well. Uh, so uh, he doesn't walk a ton. Uh, I think that's probably the one of the uh, downsides. It's so, right in. Yeah, he, yeah, exactly. <laughs> he'll, he'll fit right in. So he's not necessarily like elite at second base, uh, but he's not terrible either. So essentially we're getting mid defensively again, but for that price, I don't know, you, you, you can't, you can't beat that price. But again, I am, I, I'm honestly not sure if I buy or sell Segura at this point. I'm buying just because he's natural White Sox. He has a less, he, he had a 22% line drive rate in 2021 dropped down to 20.9. He had a 52% ground ball rate in 2021, went up to 56.2, natural White oh, Sox. goodness, yes. His He'll fly ball rate went down 4%. His opposite power went, opposite uh, percentage went up 5%, <laughs> natural White Sox. His pull percentage down 5%, natural White Sox. So if he's only the 4 million, I've signed him tomorrow, but realistically, probably in the 10 millions, yeah. I think that Gene Segura wouldn't be like a slam dunk guy, but they do need a second baseman. You can get way with the four to five people they have in the minors in the organization. If you go and get somebody else, like in right field, left field, or designated hitter, that's an ass kicker. But Gene Segura can make you get himself, who's a decent hitter, decent fielder, and you won't miss – I mean, you won't need to hit a home run on the right fielder that you're going to acquire. You just need to hit a nice, solid double or single. Right. And, I mean, hopefully Colos is that home run, too. Um, you know, you, you get kind of two shots with that. Uh, I also just think, you know, natural White Sox, because we talked about the Phillies being their Yang uh, to the National League. Uh, Yang, uh, just the Phillies were the White Sox. Just the Phillies outperformed them because they hit home runs. Uh, but Gene Segura would absolutely fit in. Uh, 62% first strike rate, um, which is Luis Robert, Tim Anderson territory. Um, <laughs> so shout out to him for that. Um, but he brings competency. Like, mm -hmm. I don't think there's anything wrong with him. And I think that was the positive about Elvis Andrews, but also over one. 50 or 145 how ugly or how mid would Elvis Andrews have been because that 43 games was definitely a mirage and I mm -hmm. hope he gets a nice payday from that 43 games uh but I think it's going to come from the in-division rival twins so that would kind of make me feel the White Sox might buy uh but I'm gonna sell just because I think spot rack or spot, spot rack uh, might be a little bit right um, I don't think he's probably worth the money that he will get paid. And I think the White Sox are probably going to do what they do best is overpay for a bargain, <laughs> which, you know, is exactly what they need with, with the limited <laughs> payroll they have. Uh, so let's go to the next one. Uh, we have Joey Gallo for $8 million, formerly of the Dodgers, formerly of the Yankees, formerly of the Rangers. Uh, who is proposing Gallo here? Uh, that was me. That was me. And uh, it's 160 batting average. 
Yes, indeed. A career low 160 batting average, I want to say. Um, so mm -hmm. uh, this would definitely be another very White Sox move. Uh, so uh, I wrote down that I wouldn't be mad if the White Sox did this, uh, but honestly, I, I kind of would be. Uh, so he did still make the Dodgers postseason roster last year. Uh, he appeared in none of their games, though. Uh, but again, it's all about upside. So, uh, yeah, uh, I'm particularly interested in that lefty power bat of his. I know all of you were just like giving preference to lefties while you were, uh, you know, just, just building your cases here. Uh, mm -hmm. I also think his glove is a huge upside as well. Uh, an actual defender in the outfield, I think, would be really great to have. Uh, so basically, this is, would be high risk yet high upside here. Um, I don't know, just kind of going over the facts here. I think I would, you know, just gently pass, but I don't know. I don't know. He, I, I'm sure he's going to sign somewhere else and just absolutely start tear, tearing the cover off the ball, but um, he'll sign with the White Sox and basically just even like uh, have an, an even shittier season, I bet. But I'll see what y'all think. He's never going to be a high batting average guy. What you want from him is the power bat, and you didn't see that from his New York Yankees days or his brief time with the Dodgers, even though he did hit seven home runs in 44 games. I would reluctantly say yes to this because of the reason you said defense. I think he plays a nice defense, and that's what the White Sox need out there in left field. He's much better than Aloy Jimenez, and I think he would give you a competent guy who's going to catch the ball pretty much every time it's hit in the air in his area and throw out runners that he needs to and get the ball back into the middle infielders. Yeah, the number and he's hitting 160, people will say Adam Dunn, Adam LaRoche, we're doing the same thing again, looking for a power lefty bat and getting this guy who can't fucking hit. But you're not getting Joey Gallo to be a batting average guy. Just get that out of your mind if you're thinking that. He just needs to come here and hit 30 home runs a year. That's his job. And if he can do that for the price that is listed right there, I'm all in for Joey Gallo. Is this not bargain Cody Bellinger? Yeah, pretty much. Uh, <laughs> the thing is, though. This is Skid Row Cody Bellinger. This is what? <laughs> Skid Row Cody Bellinger. <laughs> There's been plenty of Bellinger and Gallo comparisons that uh, they, they pretty much have a very similar hitting profile. Uh, I think uh, they play good they, defense. They, yes, exactly. Uh, the, 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 or they both once were great power hitters that have like very just serviceable arms. So uh, yeah, just like one of the comments says, like like even if he doesn't work out at the plate, um, yeah, you've got a great arm. You've got an actual defender. Again, like how great would it be to have a real defender out there for a change? Um, but but yeah. Well, I think the over, the MVP overrates. Bellinger and I, I think uh, there's probably more concerns I think with Bellinger in my mind because he has the shoulder baggage like how healthy is his shoulder where you look at Gallo and the barrel rate is 98th percentile a guy who can actually get the ball on the barrel like that is elite um, his contact rate has gone up over the past three years 2020 it was 63.5% uh, well not gone up but uh, 2021 it was 63.1% um, then 2022 it was 61.5% uh, was really always struggling to be at that 60% level and he's done that over three straight seasons and his swinging strike his swinging strike rate has gone down um, over the past three seasons kind of 2019 16% 
2020, 2015.8%, 2021, 14.7%. It skyrocketed back up to about uh, 18% last year. Um, but if he's able to cut down those swinging strikes, I think he could be palatable, especially with the shift, or he would at least be interested, interesting to watch versus the shift because he is so pull heavy. But the White Sox don't have pull hitters. And we know that park factors say guarantee rate field is so good for left-handed hitters. Why not? Because I think that he might have more upside than Bellinger. I think this is exactly what the White Sox should be doing is taking shots like this, get him away from the bright lights of New York, get him away from the bright lights of LA, and maybe he would be able to turn some of that good mojo. He was starting to build up in the late seasons with Texas um, and bring him over to the White Sox. So uh, I will say yes to Joey Gallo. Uh, you should say yes to Shady Rays. They didn't know why sunglasses were so expensive, so they set out to change it, and they have one of their deepest deals yet. They've been running this before Black Friday, and I think they probably already have a great Black Friday deal, but you can get two pairs of sunglasses. It's buy one, get one free for as low as $54 using the code CHGO. They have over 200,000 five-star reviews, and they have fantastic protection programs. Um, first off, the sunglasses won't break. They have high quality optical clarity. Um, they're very, very durable. Um, the ones that we've held in our hands are just as good as Herb's pair that he got, you know, their designers, uh, you know, he, he, he spent the big bucks on them, their prescription. Um, they're just as well-made um, as Herb's nice pair of sunglasses, but just for the fraction of the cost. So you are getting Top the end sunglasses for the low, low, the great deal that they're running again. Buy one, get one free. Use code CHGO at shadyrays.com and you can get two pairs of incredibly built sunglasses, uh, incredibly made sunglasses for as low as $54. So head over to shadyrays.com. And our next partner, you see it in the top right, right next to Herb's little head right there, um, DraftKings, uh, America's top rated sports book. Download the app today. They are the official sports betting partner of the NFL. I love the Jets this weekend going up against the Bears. I know it's Mike White, but it might be Trevor Simeon, folks, for the Bears. And I don't trust him at all, especially with this Bears defense. Uh, going up against that Jets uh, defense, I think that they can score points. So Mike White doesn't have to. So I will take the Jets on the spread and if you are a new customer download the app today use code chgo and i think the jets are a very very good bet on the money line shout out to beef loaf um i think if you bet the jets on the money line you're uh using the code chgo as a new customer if the jets win you get 150 dollars uh in free bets so if you place any nfl money line as a money line bet as a new customer you get 150 dollars if your team wins so download the app today use code chgo um minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Um, I'm doing this all off the top of my head. I don't well. have my ad read. <laughs> the CHGO uh, ad read kicked me out. They said, you need your password. I can't remember it. And it, I, when I click forgot password, it says contact your admin. I can't do that. I'm doing a show right now. So uh, that I was all at the top of my head. Sorry, DraftKings. Yeah, thank you. Excellent. I'm we done. Fantastic job. We've made it to the finish line here. Um, all right, let's get into the final budgets here thank you very much sarah jose quintana uh i'm glad we got rid of the bird here too <laughs> through that bird um jose quintana projected 14 million dollars here should we bring him home bring him home 
always bring him home. I've, okay. I mean, this is just a personal thing. I love Jose Quintana. Now, if he was worth the $14 million that they got him listed as, I can see why people are having problems, and I would probably have a problem there too. But he had a sub-3 ERA last year with the Pirates and the Cardinals, and you're wondering yourself, so did he get lucky? No, his FIP was right there around there. It was a 2.99 where he had a 2.93 ERA. The guy just understood how to pitch. He regained his form, uh, change-up slider, uh, curveball, fastball. Fastball is not that exciting anymore. He doesn't live in the high strike zone like he used to with the mid-90s fastball. Now he's more low-90s. <sighs> even though I brought it up, even though I love my mans, he's 34. I don't think he's going to repeat this performance, so I would say I'm going to sell on Jose Quintana. It hurts my heart, but I'm going to sell mm-hmm. it him. Uh, one of my biggest motivators in life generally is spite. And I think, uh, that this would be a very spiteful pickup. Um, (laughs) it, it essentially means that like, like we, we won the trade because essentially, yeah, we, we've, uh, Eloy, Dylan Cease, and now, now it it is all come full circle. It's like spiking the football right in their face. Exactly. (laughs) But no, uh, Herb, I'm with you. Uh, I, I I think he had a pretty fantastic year last year. He essentially had to kind of reinvent himself as being a little bit more of a low-velocity pitcher. Uh, ERA was fantastic. Uh, XERA was a blip higher at 386. That's a little concerning for me. Um, but other than that, I mean, uh, as, as much as I, I've got the sentimentality and I love the guy, I'm going to sell. Last time we completed a trade, it was Adam Eaton, folks. Let's not do this again. We do not need to complete the circle. Um, the big thing that sticks out to me, the two p- places that he pitched in, uh, St. Louis and uh, Pittsburgh, are one of the friendliers for left-handed pitchers. And on StatCast, the expected home runs that he would have given up in guaranteed rate field would have been 14. He gave up eight um, last year, um, and he was expected to give up eight in Pittsburgh, and he was expected to give up six in St. Louis. So I just would be weary bringing him into our park, and especially at $14 million, Adam Eaton hurt at eight and a half. I think (laughs) Jose Quintana would hurt a lot more at 14. So as much as I love him, as much as I want him to have success, Pittsburgh's nice. You guys been to Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh's a great love park. Pittsburgh. It's great. great, great love, love, love me some icy lights. Great. Go back. I think that's where we met, <laughs> Janice, Pittsburgh. in Pittsburgh. That, that is true. Years ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Herb, yeah. Herb and I uh, met at PNC, and uh, yeah, we, we had a couple of icy lights together. It was great. Yeah. Dave Wan said we're pretty Then we proud. went to the bar across the street where all the rest of the Sox fans were at, chilling, having a great time. Man, it was a great night in Pittsburgh. I love that ballpark yeah, so, yeah I, I, Jose, I, go back absolutely i i don't remember much of the night which, which means it was very fun so there you go they have all my money in pittsburgh mercy <laughs> um let's go to the next one sarah we got matt moore 6.7 million dollars matt moore formerly of the giants formerly of the rays formerly of the rangers uh formerly of another team as well that i'm blanking on right now um and, oh the phillies uh formerly of the phillies what do you make of another left-hander for the white Sox bullpen uh, I was going to ask you if he's, he's in his bullpen role with Texas or his starting role pretty much his rest of his career. But bullpen for six and a half million. Yeah, we got enough already. Even though he was phenomenal last year, absolutely phenomenal. 
and he should be getting paid more than he is because he's found something with his uh coming out of the bullpen. But we have too many of these guys already, uh, guys who, and he might not be good next year in Chicago. So I'm going to pass on Matt Moore, even though he is probably a top-level uh, lefty reliever right now. Well, my thought is we don't have this guy on the bargain bin, but I do think, and I've been on this train, Vince Velasquez is coming back. He just had a career year with the White Sox, career year ERA. There's no way they're not bringing him back for around the same uh, price that they did uh, uh, the past year. So I do think Vince Velasquez is going to come back. So maybe, and this was the thought with Kluber, because he was in that raised bullpen as well, maybe they get a little bit more crafty with that fifth position because I know Tony LaRusso is very much anti-six-man rotation, Maybe they go to the opener a little bit more. When the reins seem to be taken away from Tony, I do think they liked experimenting with uh, Ray Lowe as an opener for Davis Martin. And I think that they might want to do that again. So a guy like Matt Moore, I think that he could open for you. I think that he could be a fireman as a, as a left-hander because I'm not sure what Garrett Crochet is. I'm fine if they trade Garrett Crochet. I don't like Jake Diekman. Uh Aaron Bummer's always up and down. So... I think that he could bring stability, but I know there's a lot of question marks, especially with his health. And um, he really did fall off the table the last year he started with San Francisco. Hmm. I think we're essentially just reiterating uh, just a bunch of guys we already do have and didn't work. So we're, <laughs> we're looking to bring in another guy that might work. Uh, I'm going to have to pass on this one. I think probably my biggest reasoning is that, uh, like I mentioned before, uh, I am honestly not seeing too much of a difference uh, between his profile and a lot of the guys we already do have. Uh, like you mentioned, Sean, uh, Garrett Crochet, like, is he coming back? Uh, what, what, what's his deal? What, what is he up to? Um, uh, yeah, uh, at this point, um, yeah, I'm, I'm not really, I'm not really seeing an advantage here, so I will pass. I'll probably sell too, just because if they sign another reliever for $7 million, my head will explode. Um, also for uh, uh, Pintar Keyboard in the uh, chat saying uh, until they've decided to not have an atrocious, a non-atrocious defense, uh, any pitcher with uh, below 9K, uh, 9K per 9 uh, is not a good idea. Matt Moore, 10 per 1. So th that was the idea there is that he'll get you some strikeouts as a left-hander. And I think uh, he was replying to the... Uh... Jose Quintana one when yes, he wrote it. Yes. Yeah. Um, probably the Vince Velasquez one too, because no one wants him, but he's coming back, folks. All right. Let's go to the last one. How many more do we have, Sarah? We should um, have three more at least. Three more. Okay. Michael Brantley's the next one. Uh, we got $8 million for Michael Brantley. Uh, spent his last couple of years for Houston. And uh, if he's $8 million, I'm buying, 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 buying. This is, you know, big flat screen TV for the Lolo for, for $100. Yeah. yeah he's yeah. carry it out, years Walmart. Old. He's 36 years old. He gets on base a ton of times. He hits every time. If Michael Brantley, as I tweet all the time, it's like, wow, Michael Brantley doing something great offensively. Surprise, surprise. That's what the guy is. The only problem with Michael Brantley, age and getting injured. He only played 121 games the year before. Left uh, this year after 64 games. He gets injured a lot. His Cleveland, uh, came, uh, Cleveland time came to an end because he was injured, off injured, and Houston got him for a, a song. So, yes, if he's anything in that realm that they have them in for the money. I'm taking them. Uh, my huge issue with Brantley is that I have a feeling that he is going to uh, just become just, I, I mean, well, he is uh, another DH. Uh, and I feel as if the White Sox just have way too many of those. 
Um, for the price, absolutely. Just, yeah, I, I would absolutely buy and just find a place to put it later. Just kind of like how uh, I'll go to someone's garage sale and buy a, like a bunch of bobbleheads that I don't need. Just, just like, buy them now, find a place for them later. Um, so, uh, my yeah. starting lineup two version of Alex Rodriguez is calling. Um, mm. yeah, it's, it, it was really pretty in the box. Uh, yeah, I, I just think, uh, with, uh, now I'm blanking on the person that we're talking about, which is fun. Thank Michael you. Brantley. It was a real, real fun Thanksgiving. Oh, uh, with Brantley. Uh, what's better than one? Uh, thank you, Sarah, for flashing it on the screen. Uh, what's better than one DH that can't play left field? A left-handed, a left-handed one. Um, yeah, two. Uh, let's go to the next one. I, I would love it though at eight million. Uh, Mike Clevenger. We've been talking about uh, some uh, starters here. I feel like he's a little bit different than Tyone, and he's a little bit different than Quintana. Uh, Herb, you know him from your San Diego days, uh, but he's projected to get $10.3 million. The White Sox know him from his AL Central days. Uh, he knows Chicago, exploring it with Zach Plezak. Uh, I think that he would bring a lot of energy, a lot of passion, uh, but he definitely has baggage, I think. Yeah, kind of a knucklehead. Um kind of matured his in his days in San Diego when they found out that uh, Tatis had an 80-game suspension for doing steroids. He, Mike Clevenger, said that Tatis needs to mature. Who? Come on, man. Get a mirror <laughs> at your house. Um, The peripherals don't look great. Uh, Sparring to our keyboard said you need a guy with uh, over nine uh, strikeouts per nine. He's 7.2. You can't have that. He's a kind of an erratic guy. Gets up a bunch of hard hit comp, uh, hard hit contact, 20 home runs on the year. No, I'm out. Uh, I'm going to say I, I'm out on him as well. Uh, and just because I, I just don't like him as a person. Um, <laughs> I, I feel as if there's honestly nothing that impressive about him. Uh, yes, he absolutely just gets hit hard. Uh, exit velocities don't look great. Uh, yes, strikeout profile doesn't look great either. I, I I don't see anything appealing about him. Yeah, I think he's got high spin. He's got uh, a good extension. I think people like his mechanics. He is coming off Tommy John, and we did see some remnants of that in 2022. It was a career worse 2022 for him. So I think the White Sox would be bouncing are betting that, you know, he'd be betting uh, or betting on his health uh, bouncing back. Uh, and hopefully, you know, Ethan Katz could fix him and work that magic. I think especially going to the AL Central, his job would get easier. I wouldn't be against it just because he has proven that, you know, especially, I mean, outside of, you know, uh, he's proven before as a 27-year-old uh, to be able to pitch like 200 innings. So uh, he hasn't been able to hit that mark again, but – I think if the White Sox could get 200 innings out of their fourth starter or fifth starter for $10 million, uh, that'd be huge. I think it's worth the gamble because he's gotten up to 115 multiple times and now coming off of Tommy John, hopefully that maturity herb uh, goes into some hard offseason work and he's able to uh, become a little bit more mature. So I, I, I'd buy it just because, again, uh, the White Sox, none of the options are pretty. He's one of the prettiest because it's just like 10.3 million. Uh, so I, I'm not sure. Let's go to uh, the next one. Robbie Grossman, 7 million, uh, former Atlanta Brave, former Detroit Tiger. Uh, he is a little bit of a twist. He's a new one because he's a switch hitter. Isn't that fun? Uh, are we buying or selling Robbie Grossman? Or you're already shaking your head. I'm the one who pro pro uh, proposed this. 
I think just Robbie Grossman is a consummate hitter. When his Oakland days, you just saw him get on base, catch everything that was out to him. And I think it was the White Sox game where he broke his long, like, five-year errorless streak uh, this past year before he got traded to the Atlanta Braves. So I just think the guy is a solid baseball player, and for the price, you can't beat it. He's going to come in and give you league average hitting and league at, well above at league average fielding. So for that price, I'm in. Yeah, for that price, I would probably be in too. Again, uh, there's really nothing too outstanding. He, he does get on base. Uh, I, I feel as if that, that that's that's very serviceable too. Uh, let's see what else here. Uh, walk rate could definitely be better. That's eh, not too bad actually, but otherwise, uh, yeah, for that, for, for that price. Yeah. It, it's definitely another one of those. Why nots? I just think, think the Sox need more power and he did have 23 home runs back in 2021, but I, that's really a blip on the radar. The only other time he had double digits was back in 2016 with Minnesota. I don't know if he has power that can be found. We're not really sure what the White Sox hitting room will look like. It looks like some uh, combination of Mike Tozar and Chris Johnson. I would pass on Robbie Grossman just because I think the White Sox need more power. I would rather spend the $8 million for Joey Gallo than the $7 million for Robbie Grossman just because the defense is there and, and there's a little bit more pop. Uh, so let's go to the next one. Uh, we got Tommy Pham for $8.3 million, uh, world-renowned fantasy league runner, uh, also former <laughs> Boston Red Sox and uh, Cincinnati Red. So Tommy Pham, I propose this one. Uh, thinking of a platoon bat for the outfield, thinking that this would be a guy who would play right field along with Oscar Colas if that was the idea for right field, having a lefty and a righty. So Tommy Pham would be the guy I'm proposing. Are you buying or selling Tommy Pham on Black Friday? I'm selling. Um, I just think the guy might be a head case. Um, like, multiple things have gone up with uh, Tommy Pham in his career where you're like, all right, are you in the right place in the right situation at the right time? I know he was the victim of a stabbing outside of a San Diego strip club. So it's not his fault he got stabbed, but also you're putting yourself in that situation, especially in that area. Pacers, I think that's on the uh, on the seedy side of town of San Diego, if there is a seedy side. And him, of course, uh, putting the punches to uh, our guy, JOC, just for uh, messing up, I guess, the fantasy league, garbage, whatever. <laughs> the numbers are decent, but I'm... I'm real good on Tommy Pham. Yeah, I think I'm going to sell as well, uh, just mainly because, uh, I don't know, I, I really don't need any fantasy football advice. Uh, <laughs> just mainly because I don't play. Uh, that that would, that would be the reason why. But otherwise... I don't think he would give it. I think he would scream it. Mm, yeah, <laughs> fair enough. <Just> slap it. <laughs> but other than that, yeah, I honestly don't see anything too special about his profile. Um, yeah. And again, uh, for, for, that money, I, I feel as if we could do better. Six homers against left-handers last year. Again, just not enough pop for me. If he's going to be strictly a left-handed hitter or, uh, strictly a, uh, platoon bat, we need AJ Pollock, you know, levels. I mean, AJ Pollock was top 20 last year, uh, versus left-handers. So, uh, I need a little bit more here. Uh, I have a, a bigger taste palette as a White Sox fan. You know, I need AJ Pollock or better. Uh, let's go to the next one, and I think this is the last one, Tucker Barnhart, if we're looking for some catcher depth, $7 million 
former Detroit Tiger, former Cincinnati Red. What do we make of Tucker Barnhart? Also an interesting guy, a former switch hitter, then turned left-handed hitter only, and then back to a switch hitter. I propose this one. It's strictly for backup options. We're rolling out there Perez. We're rolling out there Sebi as our backups. And then also, you know, pitchers like to pitch to Sebi after a while. I'm going to need some uh, major league actual hitting. And Tuck, while Tucker Barnhart doesn't necessarily provide that, he's been in the battles a little bit longer than Sebi Zavala. So for $7 million, I mean, the number, the number might be a little much, but as a backup slash main catcher, I would actually have him catching a little bit more than I would Yasmani Grandal. I would buy on this one. I would probably pass just mainly because there's really nothing impressive about the numbers there. And I was honestly shocked. None of you wanted to bring Narv Dog back home. Um, (laughs) That's Vinny's job. (laughs) He's got a slightly better OPS. I I mean, it's it's not saying much, but he's a slightly better OPS than Barnhart. Um, I honestly don't even know what what his value is going for there either. But again, uh, it's scraping the bottom of the barrel here. Um, but to, I mean, take this with a big grain of salt, but I think I would rather uh, go for Narv dog than uh, Barnhart here. Yeah. I think this option means Yasmani Grandal moving to first base and that option makes me sad. Um, I would rather see Yasmani try to catch this year. And if the White Sox have to fall back on, you know, moving him to first base after May, then they call up Carlos Perez and Sebi Zavala and that's their catchers. That's fine with me. Mm-hmm. Um, you can address catcher at trade deadline. You know, I, I think that if the White Sox are in it at the trade deadline, that's because, you know, center field's playing well, shortstop's playing well, third base is playing well, first base is playing well, DH is playing well. Those guys are healthy. It's not going to be because, you know, Sebi Zavala and, you know, Carlos Perez are, are, are holding them down at catcher, right? Like, I don't think that's going to be the biggest crutch for the White Sox if they have to get by. So I'll pass on Barnhart. I think they can wait for that need to be addressed later on in the season. And we'll see what Grandal can do uh, with his goalie lower half. Now that he's going to be working with the Blackhawk strength and conditioning coach, uh, any guys that we didn't mention that we should bring in or has the hour and 10 bargain pin shopping been good enough? I mean, I like Janice idea of uh, Omar Navias. I didn't think about that. He would be uh, if for the price is right, a guy that I would, you know, maybe think about not even moving Yasmani Grandal because that numbers can be tough. But I would start him a lot because his bat was awesome when it was here and it's decent in Seattle and pretty good in uh, Milwaukee. Could be fun. I, I, we love a reunion. I, th- I think it's a better one than than, than Quintana. So I, I take I take uh, Narf Dog back over Quintana. But I just I don't know how much of a need it is, um, especially with the White Sox. You know, we're doing bargain bin shopping and we're mostly looking for starting pitching, second base, outfield. Uh, if they go out and spend you know half their budget on a catcher, I'll be like. Eh. It's just like the yeah. bullpen last year. I'm just not sure. Um, and I do like Le Chetlin. We'll end it on this one. Uh, news fest. The Sox won't play any player that deserves it. That's the point of the segment. Thank you for watching. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's very sad. Joining. Yo, don't. These are the <laughs> players that the White Sox will be choosing from. If there are better players out there, they'll be chose by a different team that is serious about baseball and winning yeah. this year. We're just setting y'all up. We're just getting you ready for the incoming wave of disappointments. So right. you can yeah. thank we'll, us later. 
Yeah, or or you could you know come back and say ha 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 na 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 when there's the Aaron Judge White Sox press conference. Um, <laughs> thank you for joining us, Janice. Today you can follow Janice Scurio on Twitter at Scuriosa, uh, and that's two eyes in the middle uh, of that tag as well. You can follow Herb Lawrence on Twitter at Ecknerwall23. I'm Sean Anderson. You can follow me on Twitter at Sean underscore W underscore Anderson. Thank you to Sarah for producing the show, and thank you to everybody for watching. We had about 40 live people uh, consistently in here. Don't forget to like the video, and while you're down there in the description area, check out the CHGO Locker, 50% off right now. Everything in the locker and diehards get an additional 20% off on top of that so we appreciate everyone for hanging out with us on this black friday thank you herb and janice for joining me and we will talk to you sunday not tomorrow sunday uh next go socks go socks